0: Williamsburg is one of my favorite places. It usually takes an hour or so to wait in that line in the visitor center. Joe goes in to get the tickets and he's back in 20 minutes. I said, how are you back so fast? And so he asked the docent what was going on. She said to him, since public schools have quit teaching the principles of American government and freedom, our attendance has gone down 30%. And so I just want to say when Kids are in schools that are teaching them to be ashamed of their country, like they need to apologize for their country. Who is going to lay their life on the line and join the armed services? Hi, you're listening to the Zan Tyler
1: Podcast. When my family started our homeschooling journey, there were so many decisions to make. But one of our best decisions was choosing to use BJU Press Homeschool. I've never seen my kids so excited to get textbooks before. I'm amazed by how interesting and interactive the lessons are. My kids actually look forward to them. We use the online video lessons for all our courses, but I know some families choose to teach from the textbooks. What I love is that I can trust BJU Press to uphold our values. The Bible and biblical principles are woven throughout each subject. I'll admit, I was a bit nervous when I started homeschooling, but I've found a wonderful online community of other BJU Press homeschool families and consultants. The Homeschool Hub also makes my job easier. I can set up our schedules and rearrange them with just a few clicks. On the dashboard, I can see each of my kids' progress, and the assignments page shows me quickly what's ready for me to check or grade. I'm glad my son's biology assignments are automatically graded. BJU Press Homeschool has given us the tools and confidence to homeschool our children. For more information, do what I did and visit the BJU Press Homeschool website or talk with your local HomeWorks consultant. Welcome
0: to the Zan Tyler podcast. And my guest today is Natalie Mack. As I was reading my husband, Joe, all of Natalie's accomplishments and her life as a homeschooling mom, all the things she's done, he said, well, maybe you should just read her bio and that will take up the whole podcast. (laughs) But we decided we would rather talk to you instead. And so let me just acquaint our audience a little bit with you, the moms and dads out there. Natalie is a mom of five, a retired Navy chaplain's wife, a retired therapist, a military home educator since 2001 and a homeschool military consultant for Homeschool Legal Defense Association. So we're going to talk about all of that, Natalie, um, okay. in, in <laughs> the time that we have together today. So a little bit, tell us tell us about your life before homeschooling very quickly, what
2: you did. Oh, gosh. Okay. Life pre-homeschooling. Sometimes I forget there was a life before homeschooling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about your work as a therapist, which really laid the groundwork so much for what you're doing today, I think, in a lot of ways. It really did.
2: It really did. You know, um, I went to college, and and I went to Spelman College in Atlanta. I loved the school, and I graduated with with, uh, political science and Spanish. And when I graduated, I knew I wanted to go to graduate school. My husband was... uh, had asked me to marry him and I said, oh, no, I'm going to grad school, like catch you later. Right. <laughs> and he had orders. He thought he thought to Arizona at the time. And I said, no, I don't want to go to Arizona. I'm going to grad school. So he was like just very disappointed about that. But fast forward to I thought that I wanted to be a human rights activist in South America. Right. I I, fe- I saw myself with a backpack on my back and I'm going in and I'm helping the people. <laughs> And that's the key helping the people that I really always had a heart for the people. I'm an extrovert if people haven't already been able to tell in these few seconds. (laughs) And I, I started grad school in international studies, and it was more theory policy and less people right? That's touching the people. And someone suggested, have you considered counseling? Well, I said, no, because like my, in psychology in high school, I barely like, I hated the class, right? I didn't want to know anything about Freud. And I just felt he was crazy. And I thought, no, who, I, I can't possibly go into psychology with those type of thoughts, right? But I did look into it and obviously switched to uh the School of Counseling at George Washington University and obviously graduated with a master's in education and then decided, "Hey, I do want to marry you, right? I love you. I do want to marry you." <laughs> and joined him in the Mojave Desert at Fort Irwin, California, and uh began working as a drug and alcohol counselor for the Army. Eventually we moved overseas at some point. We had children a little bit. We had one child at that time and I worked for social work for the Army um, and in Germany. And then I came back eventually uh, a whole nother story for another time, Sam, but my husband, uh, got out of the army. He was a, he was a captain in the army and military intelligence was called to the ministry. God confirmed that call through me and he got out, came back. We did civilian life and I worked as a bilingual adolescent substance abuse counselor for the city of Alexandria here in Virginia and 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 eventually private practice to homeschooling so
0: (laughs) well that that is pretty amazing so you're (laughs) bilingual in spanish and english Yes,
2: yes, yes. Okay. I, I really yeah. think you're I
0: trilingual. I think you speak a third language that is military acronyms. Military acronyms. <laughs> I'm really very proficient in military acronyms. If, if you've never been around the military, you don't know how many acronyms they are. So we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the military, but I okay. have to tell you my one experience, Natalie. Now, both of our dads were World War II vets. So, okay. and they were wow. both in the Navy. Awesome. Um, okay. And, and so we, we have a, a love and a, a great love and a Appreciation for the military. And we grew up with oh, all those stories. Yes. Um, but the most recent thing Joe and I did, we attended the Army Educators, educators Tour at Fort Stewart, Georgia last yes. year. They had like 30 or 40 educators um, from around the country. And we were there representing homeschoolers. There were, I think there were, might have been two other homeschoolers there as well. I can't remember the exact numbers. The thing that impressed me was all the acronyms that came out of their mouths. And I was always raising my hand saying, I don't know what that is. I don't know. And I really wanted to understand because they were reaching out to the homeschool yes. community. And right. you know that we, we've we had a difficult past in some ways with the military yes. and homeschool students.
2: Yes, um, exactly. Okay, so I'm getting ahead of myself. I do. do. No, no, no. I hear you. Yeah, the acronyms. (laughs) And, you know, you wonder, what are they telling me I'm getting ready to do? Like, where am I going to where? Right? It's all (laughs) acronym language. And you wonder, okay, let me just stay seated. And then just they'll tell me they'll explain it at some point. So
0: that's right. So before (laughs) we move on, tell me how you got into homeschooling um, and a little bit about your kids.
2: OK, how do we get in? Well, um, during that journey of uh, private practice, um, um, you know, my heart always was to be a mom and I loved my, you know, my kids. I enjoyed being around them. We always did, you know, the, the education and the extras. Right. And they were in a private at that time. We had three children when we began homeschooling, I was expecting our fourth. And that's a whole nother story. Joe was right. I got lots of lives. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, so we, they weren't, the two oldest were girls and they were in a private Montessori school. We were paying like a lot of money, but, you know, we felt that was the best option. And, um, but I just felt like I needed to do a little bit more. God started bringing homeschoolers into my life. And I know people listening will go, oh, my gosh, that's my same story. Like, I'm not even thinking about homeschooling. And then they're dropping out of the sky, right? And you're like, okay, it's raining homeschoolers. (laughs) And you're like, oh, God, what is happening, right? And so he started to speak into my heart that this is what I'm calling you to. And I kind of resisted because we love this little private Montessori school that we were paying, you know, dearly for. Mm -hmm, And -hmm. I just felt like, let me keep volunteering a little bit more. And I, I have a TEDx that I talk a little bit about this story too in my TEDx of, of like, okay, no, no, this wasn't it. And God, um, we wanted to go back into the military. My husband finished seminary um, and we decided, okay, let's do this because we missed military life. I, I just love military life, even though it's hard, it's hard, but I have a heart for it and service. And we went back in and we got orders to California. Well, a couple of factors, I heard God saying, okay, reciprocity. With your licensed, okay. It's gonna be more classes probably to get licensed in California. Private Montessori School in California, who's gonna pay for that? <laughs> and <laughs> just and and quite honestly, military pay is a lot less than what you make as a civilian. And so all those things, he said, Okay, what are you gonna do now? And I knew I knew he had put me in a spot where I just needed to be obedient and I'm so thankful every day like it has been one of the best decisions we have made and we have five children ultimately, you know, that, that one that I was expecting when we started homeschooling, we flew about two weeks after nine eleven, and that was a crazy time to be flying mm-hmm. and to be pregnant at, I think I was at 34 weeks. I know some people to are counting. And be back in the military. Saying, yeah, to go back into the military, to fly, mm-hmm. to join my husband in California. He'd already gotten sent to California to Camp Pendleton with the Marine Corps, say, oorah, right? And... <laughs> We were like, "Okay, we're gonna join." So we sold our house, moved in with my mother-in-law. 9/11 happened. I was 34 weeks pregnant, and I wasn't probably supposed to be on that plane, but I felt like God called us to join. Of course, we wanted to be reunited. And then two weeks about two weeks after we got there, boxes still everywhere. Like that's what military moves—you boxes exist for a while. (laughs) And we're eating like pizza from Domino's on. The boxes were our tabletop, right, because we, we just didn't have a house set up. And I'm 34-plus weeks pregnant. <laughs> so, and a baby, 36 weeks, and our fourth child came. So, um, we eventually, you know, added one more. I got added one more child family, and he's our youngest that we're still homeschooling. The other four have graduated on to college. Tell us a little bit about what your kids are doing. About my children. Okay, so the youngest is going to be 16 the end of July. He's like an only child, which is a different season, right? Especially my husband retired a year and a half ago after 34 years of Navy service of, of military service. And it's interesting season to have one child homeschooling. But at one point there were five in the home. The next son is starting senior year at George Mason University Honors College, and he is looking into urban planning um and then the next oldest is uh the next oldest boy is he graduated from American University in Washington DC School of International Service and he's working in Anchorage Alaska um and then the two girls, the next is a 28 year old. She was a D1 soccer athlete at Liberty University. Yes, we did complete the NCAA eligibility <laughs> process <laughs> and we sweated through it, but praise God obviously went through and got and he, She got picked up for scholarship and was playing there for Liberty. And then eventually she went to graduate school at Howard University, got a master's in social work. So she's in practice. Sort of like I was really interesting how that all came around. and. Then then our oldest daughter is, um, she got her master's in international education from George Washington University, where I got my master's. And she is an IB, an international baccalaureate coordinator for DC public schools. She was also a Fulbright scholar, wasn't she? She was, right. Fulbright, global scholar, went to Peru uh, last summer. She's fluent in Mandarin um, and conversing in Russian. I kept saying, hey, don't you want to learn Spanish? Like. <laughs> I can I can I can hook you up, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, as a whole school mom, I can write, we, we can find the means. And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh gosh. And and my husband during that time, of course, was still active duty. We were stationed at Little Creek in Virginia Beach. And um he had the opportunity as a, a the base chaplain at that time to participate in a mission trip to Ukraine. And so he and the two girls went with him to uh, to Ukraine and they had a great opportunity there, great experience. And my oldest daughter came back and said, I want to learn Russian. And I'm thinking, I tried Spanish, like, okay. <laughs> and we got Rosetta Stone and some Russian 101 books from the library because I said, okay, let's see what she does. Right. Just like homeschools. We can find the books. Let's hear. Let's see. You're right. Right. right? You can learn this. This is what we this is one of the reasons we homeschooling. You can learn this. And so she actually went at it and to the point that she excelled past those and needed more. And we uh, were able to enroll her as a dual enrollment student at Tidewater Community College in Virginia Beach. and so she took Russian 101 and 102. And then eventually we got orders overseas to Naples, Italy. She uh, did her first year of college overseas with us online with Regent University, as well as University of Maryland Global Campus, I think it is called now. Mm-hmm. And then she said, Mom, I'm loving being over here. We traveled and she loved it, but she wanted to really experience a college campus environment. I know. <laughs> There are things on there, maybe not, but she just wanted that experience, right? She ended up going to Liberty University, and when she got there and she called us overseas, and we were still a course station overseas, and she said, Mom, they don't have Russian. And I'm like, okay, well, do they have Spanish? And she's like, yes, Mom, (laughs) but I don't want Spanish. So she said, but they have Mandarin. I said, okay, knowing this daughter, you know, we affirm our kids. I was like, okay. She said, what should I do? I said, take Mandarin. And so She uh, got a minor in in Mandarin and and Chinese and so and ended up she's been back to China five times. Like,
0: yeah, she did
2: study abroad and then she has taught there. And then with D.C. public schools, they've asked her um, two years prior to COVID to lead a delegation of high school students to China. So they went to I think I'm not going to pronounce it right. Chandu, which is the pandas and Beijing.
0: So that's My pretty home. remarkable.
2: So homeschooling works. <laughs> homeschooling works, works. And it everyone's journey looks differently. I know people hear our story and they go, oh, we, we you know. Like, you know, and I'm, I'm like, everyone's journey looks differently and it's supposed right. to, right? Because God's created everyone's children uniquely. So find their passion and their interests, their skills, their abilities, what they want, what God's speaking into their life, into your life as a mom and dad and pull that together and that's the journey that's the path and that's the best place to go so if I when I share my story I always try to say "Find, you know this is this is what our journey was your journey is going to be equally impressive and it's going to be the path God has you on so yeah so tell us how you morphed from a homeschool mom (laughs) into your
0: work in the
2: military community with other homeschool moms Okay, well, because I've always been I've only homeschooled as a military homeschooler. When we started homeschooling in 9-11, we were already active duty. My husband was already in California Camp Pendleton. Mm -hmm. And when we joined him, we lived on post and I, you know, had had our fourth child uh, recovered from a C-section and then, you know, jumped in like we do. Right. And the homeschool, um, Uh, support group there needed someone to lead field trips. I love to travel. I love to see things. And so I said, oh, I'll do it. And so I did. And that began my whole leadership experience. And I've had, I've started leadership uh, group at uh, Little Creek for five years, military Christian homeschool support group. We had a huge amount of families. We had Yvonne Bunn come speak. We've had all kinds of stuff that we did. Then I got orders overseas to Naples, Italy. I led the Naples Christian homeschool group there. Then we came to Eastern North Carolina and I helped there with some groups, military groups. And now here at Fort Belvoir in Northern Virginia, I've been president for several years. And so it's just all like I help. I help all homeschoolers. Right. Because I right. do get you know how you get tagged when someone knows, you know, the neighbor knows you homeschool and they got a cousin yeah, that right. lives in Nebraska <laughs> who's like, OK, I need you to help her. Right. So you get tagged. So I help yeah, everyone. Right. But my experience has been with their military homeschooling. So now, when did you go to work for Homeschool Legal Defense Association? Yes, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, September 2020. uh, Heather Fromack, which I know you know, uh, contacted me. Um, I had attended the National Leaders Conference in Asheville, um, supporting Cheryl Carter um, and some other speakers. Right, right, a good friend of ours. Yeah, I, I attended that and I met Heather. Fast forward, we went to NLC and then Heather, of course, later texted and me. And that's the said, National Leadership Conference for those right, of you who National don't know. the National Leadership yeah. Conference for Right. Yeah. And so Heather contacted me and said, we are looking to hire a high school educational consultant. Do you know anyone? And I'm thinking, I don't know anyone.
1: <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> surely not me. I haven't worked out of the home. And what, since 2001, right, when, when right. I stopped private practice, and I'm like, uh, I help people, I'm always been helping and consulting people for years, I've led workshops on homeschooling in the community for real, for years, but I didn't think about myself in that position, and I remember my husband was already on a Geo Bachelor tour, I guess I should explain that, Geo Bachelor, he got an assignment, and we chose not to accompany him to the assignment, and I called him and said, hey, I got a call about da-da-da, and And do I know anyone? And he said, you. And I'm like, huh? (laughs) So I thought about it and I really felt God saying, yeah, you, you. And so I called her back and I said, maybe me, maybe. I don't know. What do you, what is it? What will I do? (laughs) And so that's the story of actually how I started working for HSLDA.
0: When you first went to work for them, you were a high school consultant, correct? I was exactly correct. And then how did you move into your position of being the military consultant
2: or coordinator
0: for them? Yes.
2: Okay. I know people ask that. How did you get from that to that? Um, During the interview, uh, obviously my military experience came up, right? It's because who I am. And they said, oh, you know, we might need you um, to help with some things military related with homeschooling at some point. I said, oh, sure. I do that all the time. Right. And. It turned into, I think I did a webinar maybe. I don't know if it was a Facebook Live or webinar. And then I ended up, I don't we had a conversation about what they really wanted to do in terms of reaching the military homeschool community. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. they've always served military homeschoolers. Um, you know, they have always received the calls from the military homeschools. I'm going overseas or I'm moving to the state. What do I do? But they didn't have a program that that spoke the language, right, of the military right. community. Or the right, or knew the
0: acronyms, okay, that's exactly. right. Okay, knew the acronyms, exactly, right.
2: They didn't have an <laughs> interpreter, right? They didn't <laughs> have an interpreter. And so it was like, would you, you know, like consider? And I just said, oh, okay. So at that point, I thought, what would I want from... An organization like Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Obviously, I know I get legal, but what additional support mm-hmm. could I use? And that's mm-hmm. when I began to pull resources from what I had into. I believe this would be it, and so it's become a pretty big program. And I'm and I'm part time there. I'm part time because I mean I'm that's still amazing. like I'm still homeschooling. <laughs> so, so yeah, so you know, I have to what, remind myself of that. No, I'm joking. So
0: what what people may not know is that as we were discussing earlier, homeschoolers had a pretty hard time with the military back in the day. Chris Klicka, um, who has gone to be with the Lord, was the attorney at Homeschool Legal Defense Association who worked with the Department of Defense. And they always wanted to put our kids, um, make our kids who were homeschool graduates take the GED instead of giving them an opportunity to be tier two. So I quickly want to tell you about my experience, Natalie, when yes, we were on this um, the home educators it. tour, the army home, edu- I mean the home yes. army educators tour, <laughs> right? And uh, so at the uh, at the closing banquet, there was a two star general there, and I asked him why the interest in homeschooling all of a sudden I told him I said you guys have given homeschoolers a pretty rough go of it historically and he said well our toughest class is an EOD class I think and that they give new recruits and that has something to do with explosive devices I'm not sure if I got the acronym right
2: right. yeah explosive what it is
0: yes and he said it's their he said it's their most difficult class yeah and so it was it was uh during the pandemic. And so they had this huge graduation on Zoom. Mm. And he said, he talked to the top, top guy in the class. And he said, son, where did you go to high school? I'd like to recognize your high school. And he said, I was homeschooled. And he (laughs) said, well, my congratulations to your parents. (laughs) And then the general uh, talked to the number two kid, young man and said, where did you go to high school? And he said, I was homeschooled. And he said, well, my congratulations to your parents. And so he says to the number three graduate, where did you go to high school? And he said, I was homeschooled. And he said, my congratulations to your parents. And he said, you know, that's a lot. There was a lot of physics and a lot of chemistry involved in that course. And it really opened my eyes that we're missing out and yes. then after that, you talked about the ASFAB that, um, yes. I th- or do, have we discussed the ASVAB already? No, we haven't discussed
2: it? the ASVAB. Okay. No. So this
0: is a, a, a test that um, seniors in high school will take, or people who want to go into the military. Yes. And, and so a friend of mine in the military said that 30, only 30% of public school mm. kids are passing the ASVAB mm. these, mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's so many kids who are out of shape. Mm-hmm. That physically can't make the cut I mean exactly. I, I, Joe and I live in Columbia, South Carolina, and there's a mm-hmm. huge By base Fort at Fort Jackson, yeah. mm-hmm. yes, and so we're you know we're well recruited with well acquainted with the re- new recruits coming in and yes. so all of a sudden, my military friends have really um, been interested in homeschoolers because they're doing well in the ASVAB and they're, you know, pretty much in shape, you know, not, I mean, that's not categorically, but they spend a lot of time outdoors doing a lot of different things.
2: I am, I am flying to Fort Carson Monday for that army national educators tour. So it's not a Fort Carson. Yeah. So I'm flying out with that. And so, yes, definitely. Um, The military hasn't reached, when I say the military, I mean all of the branches, right? And they haven't reached their numbers, their quota. Um, And they don't, I think I heard recently, they don't anticipate reaching the quota this year either.
0: Now, when Um, you say quota, you mean the number of
2: recruits they need every year to meet their... Right. The number of recruits that they need. Exactly. I mean, I do want to put out that we're talking like about enlistment. There is the academy, right? And there's the ROTC. So there are other ways to join the military. Um, But reference the ASVAB, that would be for those who want to enlist. And uh, the armed services, vocational aptitude battery, I think I have that right. Homeschoolers pass that ASVAB, usually on that first go around. And they aren't seeing that happening, especially coming out of COVID. You know, before COVID, you know, recruiters were able to be in a lot of the public schools. So they were on site in these schools making contact and Mm -hmm, they, you know, mm -hmm. COVID, of course, that stopped. And then during that process, they're finding coming out of that, that these students aren't passing the ASVAB in general, in general, right? And I'm not I know there are some that are, but in general, the numbers, they're just not. And the physical fitness aspect as well. And so homeschoolers are. We're acing through. We already know how excellent homeschoolers are and that we uh, tend to be more patriotic. We tend to understand service to our country in ways that maybe others don't. So we've been here. It's just that now that the military is looking around and saying, whoa, we have not tapped into this community. And they are really tapping in hard. It's probably why I was invited, right? Because of Army uh, connection. Mm -hmm,
0: Right. All of your contacts. Yes. And connections. Yeah. As well as
2: the Air Force reached out um, about a year ago. This is a crazy story. About a year ago, I got a call. I got an email um, to my HSLDA saying, hey, you know, blah, blah, Air Force, we want to talk, you know. Okay. So, you know, and I knew it wasn't like, anything that needed to be legal, right? Because I don't Mm -hmm. handle those. I take those right. right. So I call back and they said, oh, yeah, we, you know, we really just want to know a little bit more about homeschooling. And I thought, oh, okay. Tell them just a little bit, you know, and it wasn't a report or anything. It was safe call. And then, about a few months later, I got another call from the same guy. Oh, yeah, we just started, you know, we are thinking about doing something da, da, da. you know, it was very military, like mm-hmm. very, very top secret. <laughs> and so I told my husband, what's going on? So then I got a call with someone saying, more detail, we are wanting to reach the military. I'm wanting to reach the homeschool community. And we would love to talk with you about what that looks like. And I thought, oh, okay. So they connected me to, that's when I got through that door up to the command. And I ended up getting on a Zoom call with a commander and, Sergeant, and they both were saying, "Listen, this is what we are looking to do. We have these professional development summits coming up in Leesburg in January, and we really, the Air Force, you know, you know, we didn't meet our numbers. We really realized, and I think actually the commander at one point had homeschooled, so he he was homeschool friendly. He is homeschool friendly, and he was like, you know." Can we talk? I just want to get to know you, see, you know, what you think about this and da-da-da. And at the end he looked over and sorry, he said, Yeah, I want I want her to come speak, you know. And I was like, Oh, okay, good. I'm in, I'm in, right? So I, so they invited me to come to Leedsburg. Um and I spoke for, I don't know, forty five minutes to uh, over a hundred recruiters that were there. And I basically talked about homeschooling, like homeschooling modalities. Now, when you say modalities, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, Charlotte Mason from eclectic to classical, just, you know, understanding so they can understand when that homeschooler walks in the recruiter's office, you know, Understand more about what homeschooling, understand those, those not the acronyms, but the verbiage, right? The vocabulary right, of homeschooling right, right. so that they can have a more productive conversation and so that they can appreciate and understand What homeschoolers are doing academically, you know, all that we bring to the table, how how excellent we are, um, the different ways that we homeschool, uh, what transcripts will look like, all the things that I just wanted them to be. I just wanted to be an advocate for homeschooling and to show as much as I could about the world of homeschooling, to be honest. And so that was pretty much the presentation and they were so excited and loved it. So. That is great. One thing I want to
0: say to all moms and dads out there, even if you're not involved in military homeschooling as Americans, we all have a vested interest in how our, how our military arms services are doing. And yes. I, I, and I just have to say this because you were talking about how homeschoolers tend to be more patriotic. Yes. Um, Joe and I were speaking at a leadership conference at the uh, Home Educators of Virginia, uh, HEAV, leadership yes. forum several years ago, and it was in Colonial Williamsburg. So yeah. I so while I was speaking and Joe was not, I sent him out to get our tickets to tour Williamsburg. Yes. And so Williamsburg is one of my favorite places. And besides too, the fact that too. it can be, Besides the fact that it can be hot as Dickens, you know, uh, every time we go, it seems like we still love it. Um, It it usually takes an hour or so to wait in that line in the visitor center. So this is April. Joe goes in to get the tickets and he's back in 20 minutes. I said, how are you back so (laughs) fast? And he said, well, there was hardly anybody there. And I said, what? Um, And so he asked the docent what was going on. She said to him, since public schools have quit teaching the principles of American government and freedom, our attendance has gone down 30%. And so I just want to say, when kids are in schools that are teaching them to, to be ashamed of their country, like mm-hmm. they need to apologize for their country. Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. is going to lay their life on the line and join yeah. the armed services? And yes. that's one thing I love about homeschoolers. By and large, yes. categorically, we are teaching the principles of freedom and American government and American yes. history to yes. our kids. They yes. love America. Yes. And so they, yes. want, so they are willing to defend America. Yes. even if it costs yes. them their lives. So I just have yes. to get that in there.
2: Yes, no, no, I hear you. Yeah, definitely. And so that's what I'm hearing from all sources, not just Army contacts. I do want to make sure that homeschoolers get a fair shake. And so yes. um, I can't handle the legal side and we have adequate, excellent attorneys you know, that can do that on the HSLDA side. But definitely, you know, my role is to be an advocate.
0: Help everybody
2: understand
0: homeschooling. I mean, homeschoolers help them understand what their, you know, what their opportunities could be and help the armed services personnel understand how homeschoolers can help fill the void that they're having. Exactly.
2: So true. Yes, exactly. Okay.
0: okay, So I just have to tell you this, when you go to the, uh, the army educators tour, um, Last year they invited out. us <laughs> Last year they invited us to jump out of airplanes with the Golden Knights which is their you know their crack yes. air trooper yes. people. And yes. so Joe and I jumped. Yes. Um so we jumped we jumped from the plane. We parachuted. It was pretty cool. So I'm just saying if you have the chance
2: you should do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, No. (laughs) You know, my husband is airborne. So I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) I I don't have. Now, our youngest daughter and our middle son both jumped. They went out to Leedsburg, and dad, who's airborne, was like, are you sure that this is a safe operation? Like, where are you yes. jumping from? Is this some <laughs> rinky dink place? Like, do they keep, uh, like, how well do they keep check on airplanes? planes? Like, yes. where are you going? Yes. But when they are adults, right, you may get the call, hey, I'm getting ready to jump. And you're like, where are you, right? <laughs> so thankfully, they told us in advance. So he got up bright and early, took our youngest son, and he was out there on his the tarmac, like, looking around like yeah 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 and they, but they both jump but I, I I don't have it in me I want to have it in me because I think it would be so <laughs> awesome but I just know that this is a girl who can't even sit calmly in a ski lift right so I don't go up <laughs> those anymore <laughs> I don't think it would well, be wise As a matter of fact my kids my husband probably will say don't jump
0: <laughs> well, it night. was. I'll have to say we knew we were so safe with the Golden Knights, yes. you know, I know it doesn't,
2: I, it I doesn't know get any safer than that. Exactly. So, does not. That is a true statement. So no, I definitely know they are excellent at what they do. And you are the safest you could ever be jumping out of anything <laughs> up in the air.
0: Natalie, before we close, um, I know you have a book that you've written. And you have a website. Um, just tell us the the different the different ways that people can t- contact you through HSLDA if they want to buy yes. your book, if they want to find out more about you personally and your yes. other entrepreneurial
2: ventures. I mean, <laughs> you just are a jack of all trades. Yeah, I'm, I'm like multi passionate. I'm learning. Like, okay, like do one thing, but I love just. Stuff Like I love doing things. Right. And I love uh, so many different areas. So, yeah. So I wrote a book. It's 101 tips for homeschoolers is the title. So you can find it on Amazon. And it is a journal book, meaning I put a tip. I put a, a little bit of a write up about my thoughts about it. Like trust the process is the first tip. Trust the homeschooling process. I write about that. And then I have a prompt, a question. And then I have journal lines for you to just give your thoughts to, you know, answers to the questions. And so it's 101 tips. I have another book that I'm working on specifically for military, it's gonna be a guide, a very small guide for PCSing. Here's we didn't talk about the acronyms and PCSing is permanent change of station, which it's not anything permanent about it. You're moving again in two <laughs> or three years, right? So, but the military has a sense of humor. You either laugh or you just suffer through it, right? And so PCS is this guide about how to homeschool and and move at the same time. Um, so I have that going. I'm starting a podcast called Base Two Base and then the number two Base Military Homeschooling. Oh, and that's the goal exciting. Of that, yeah. I, I, I should have been launched now, but, you know, all the things, right? So, right. That's um, right. It's going, it's coming soon and it's going to be, I'm going to, it's going to be twice, released really twice a month. Uh, I'll do, I'll speak You know, and then another time in the month, I'll have a guest. The guests will be military moms or resources and communities that provide benefits and support to military. So the goal really is. One of the biggest questions I get asked in moderating and in leading all these years is, what is it like to homeschool here? Can I homeschool overseas? What is it like that, you know, at Fort Hood, who's there? What, ty- what type of co-ops, you know, what what support groups? All the questions mm-hmm. surrounding the adjustment. Because even though military homeschooling, until military families choose to homeschool maybe for that stability of education, right? That might be one main reason. We still have to adjust every couple of years to new homeschool groups, new homeschool communities. Our kids still have to find new homeschool friends. Um, All the things still happen in that moving. And so those questions surrounding that whole move process, the guests, I will have the guests speak about Fort Hood or Fort Irwin or, you know, overseas and, right. you know, Stuttgart, right. Germany, what is life like there as a homeschooler? What support groups exist? All of the things. So that's base to base military homeschooling podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell us about your website and how people yeah. can find you. So I do have a website. It is Natalie Mack, Natalie hyphen And you can find me there I have like a lot of info on there. I do uh, consultations, evaluations. I also help military homeschool support group leaders set up groups at different bases based on what we do at Fort Belvoir. So, and then I do consultations and educational evaluations, consultations and things like that for homeschools, not just military. So you can find, um, all of that on my website or you can find me. I'm on Facebook, uh, homeschool Natalie Mac on all the platforms. So Facebook, homeschool Natalie Mac business page, uh, Instagram, homeschool Natalie Mac Pinterest, and a YouTube channel as well homeschool Natalie Mac so you can find me everywhere. And how about HSLDA, if they want to find you yeah. there, how do If you want do to find me over on the HSLDA site and know more about all the programs that we support military homeschoolers with, then we have an HSLDA Military Families page that I moderate. That's one place. We also have a landing page on our HSLDA.org website. If you go to the website, click Community, you'll go down and you'll see one of the tabs is Military Resources as well as you can email me at military at HSLDA.org. So oh, you can find great. me. I'm out there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much for being with us
2: today. Oh, it has I'm been so such thank a you. joy. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking me. I love this and I appreciate all you do, Zan, and for all the years. Like I'm standing, you know, we're, we're on your shoulders like this is you've done all this work, you and so many others. And um, I didn't even like get to, to say how much I appreciate. Now, I'm a big supporter of those that have gone before me and paved the way for me to be able to have done what I do. I hope to be that blessing to to those mm. who are coming behind me as well.
0: Well, thank you. And I want to thank our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. I want to thank them um, for many, many things, but for publishing curriculum that does foster a love for freedom and a love for our country and our students. And you can uh, find out more of that, about that curriculum at BJUPressHomeschool.com. And you can find more about me and my podcast at Zantyler.com. So thank you all for joining us today. And I hope to see you next time. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,